Welcome to Life Skills 101, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy. Your host, Lisa Nearing, has homeschooled her five kids for the last 29 years. She has a master's degree in human brain development and a master's in marriage and family therapy. She is currently the owner of True North, offering everything from Hebrew classes to chemistry. She and her husband, Dr. David Nearing, are passionately committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools and resources necessary to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, your host. Hi, everybody. We are here with Mr. Andrew Pudua. I am so thrilled to have you here tonight. You'll get a lot of, of info in the next couple minutes. But for those of you who might not possibly know, Andrew Pudua. He is the um, owner of IEW, and he addresses issues related to reading, writing, thinking, spelling, and music with clarity, insight, and practical experiences. And I want to share two of my favorite products from IEW, and that is the TWSS, which I think we owned when it first came out. It's We have the 25-year-old version and language acquisition through poetry <laughs> memorization. And if you don't have those two products, you need to get them because they teach you, the homeschool parent how to teach your kids. They are worth their weight in gold. So, Mr. Pudua, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I just really appreciate it. We could talk about 47 different things for hours, but I would love to get your insight on how the face of education has changed. And I was going to ask you how the face of education has changed over the last 10 years or what it might look like in two years, but we're (laughs) in this crazy time of a pandemic and it's changed radically quickly. Yes, very much so. It's, you're, you're always looking for the silver lining during times like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, there's been quite a number of interesting articles I've seen about parents who are reporting that having their kids at home, they're less stressed. Mm-hmm. They're more relational with their siblings. Uh, families are having time to do things together, you know, play board games, get outside, you know, mm-hmm. go for bike rides. Just in our neighborhood here in Tulsa, I've seen 10, 20 times more kids just riding bikes, skateboards, playing in the yard. So it's very interesting. Uh, Will some of these people, when the fall runs around, Mm -hmm. kind of say, could we just say no to going back to school and and Mm -hmm. try different? The, Mm -hmm. The other thing that's so interesting is that teachers have been really forced into a position of being able to use technology communicate with students remotely, uh, Mm -hmm. develop systems to deliver uh, lessons and content and to keep kids accountable for doing the work. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we may see a significant shift in Mm -hmm. how education is done worldwide as a result of this. Uh, Certainly, if we look at just our homeschooling population, Mm -hmm. um, it's doubled in the last, Mm -hmm. well, depending on whose numbers you quote, the last 12 to 15 years. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest differences I see is there's so many more options for mm-hmm. people who want to, um, you know, take responsibility for guiding their children's education mm-hmm. without having to do everything. Right. If, if, if you were homeschooling 25 years ago, like we were, <laughs> you, you remember the days there wasn't that much out there. I was pretty excited to find uh, TWSF, the Teaching, Writing, Structure, and Style. And it came with nothing but you on a video or DVD. You got the notebook, which was 
really handy. My friend and I did it together, but it was figuring it out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, we, we've since put together all of these uh, theme-based writing lesson books. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. excellent for use at home or in a co-op situation. Or some people I know teach online classes um, yeah. using the theme-based books. We, we actually uh, do it True North. We we use theme ba- the IEW theme-based books for our okay. class. I, I think I had heard that. So yeah. That's a great option. Then the teacher doesn't have to, you know, uh, spend a whole lot of time on on lesson planning and prep. Mm-hmm. It's all there. The kids have the book. The resources yeah. are all uh, handy and available. And, um, of course, we've seen also a proliferation of experts teaching everything from, yeah. you know, Greek mm-hmm. to <laughs> um, ancient classic literature to mm-hmm. physics to... AP calculus. I mean, pretty much if you wanted to keep your kids home, you'd have access to experts in almost any field you can think of. And maybe Mm -hmm. you couldn't think of. Right. (laughs) Right. To me, that just, you know, that gives us so much more opportunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number one, to be sure that we have a a good college prep curriculum, if that's Mm -hmm. one of our goals. And also to get our kids in direct contact with people who know well and love something they're teaching Mm -hmm. uh, with the advantages of not having to sit in classrooms all day, every day, uh, they kind of kind of get the best of both worlds. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I'm I'm looking at um, thinking just everything is going so well in terms of curriculum and options and you know, even the naysayers are starting to come around. In fact, it was kind of funny. I saw one post today. It said, well, last year, there were approximately one and a half percent of the children in the country homeschooling. Now there's 98 (laughs) percent of the children. (laughs) Funny how that worked this year. No one expected that. Not not quite the same, uh, but uh, I do think it'll change. I do think it'll change the face of education. The other thing is, you know, schools are extremely expensive things to operate. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a way, when you notice that many public school districts are spending more per student per year than many colleges are mm-hmm. yeah. per student per year, you think, wow, is this tenable? Uh, with distance learning options, perhaps some overhead can be reduced. Parents can c- still get the support from, you know, uh, public-based support programs, if that's Mm -hmm. what uh, choose. And uh, I think, you know, the long-term economic side could Mm -hmm. be helpful as well. But Mm -hmm. uh, who knows where we're going to be economics after, you know, the dust settles on this. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not not an economist. (laughs) I certainly do look for the signs and think, well, something's got to give here down line. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a really interesting time. How would you, how would you counsel people to get ready for next fall? We, I I mean, people, it just seems like people are kind of in this wait mode, but regardless of what happens in a couple months, your kid still needs to know how to write. (laughs) They still need to know how to communicate. Well, Um, they should probably have some poetry memorized because that's kind of my thing. Um, <laughs> there's some basics we shouldn't let go of regardless of what happens, right? What are the top things we should be thinking about for our kids? We go back and we think, you know, what are the basic skills? There's language skills and there's math skills. Mm-hmm. And so you want to 
be thinking in those areas. You know, in terms of the content like, you know, history and literature, I always point out that there's so much you can't really learn everything there's about learning everything anyway. Yeah. So choose, choose what your your kids seem to be attracted to or interested in. Choose what you yourself are interested in reading and teaching with your children. And, uh, you know, we we handle a lot of those language arts. You you know, you've, mm. you've our stuff from primary grades uh, all the way up through uh, high school level mm-hmm. uh, grammar, our fix-it grammar. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. that, yeah. but uh, right. it, it's been tremendous. We just um, got word that we, we won another round of awards from various yeah. magazines. And yeah. uh, so, you know, that's good. We do have a, a special going on. I see someone just posted mm-hmm. uh, this uh, IEW.com slash lessons 2020. Mm-hmm. The first three video lessons of our new uh, Structure and Style for Students course combined with uh, PDFs for the first um, three weeks of the Fix-It Grammar of the mm-hmm. corresponding level, plus level one of the Poetry Memorization, uh, yeah. plus vocabulary and literature suggestions. And that is completely mm-hmm. free to anyone. In fact, if any of your people have some friends or neighbors that are now um, – kind of um, accidentally homeschooling and they'd like yeah. to try it out. Uh, this is a real um, easy way to check and see what, um, what is uh, available from IEW. Yeah. I, and, and again, one of the things that I learned from the TWSS years ago was how to teach writing. I've always been a good writer, but I never really could identify why. And I think a lot of good writers are in that same spot. They just intuitively have that sense of what sounds well, but you really break it down into your stylistic techniques and you give rubrics, which are great. A lot of homeschool materials don't have those. And the one thing I love about the learning language through poetry, I always get the name mixed up, but you really teach people how to teach their kids how to memorize. That's what that program did for me. And I love, I love poetry, but the big worth, in my opinion, of that program is it teaches the parent how to teach your kid a basic tool of learning, which is memorization. And it does it in a really fun, engaging, simple way. So it's yeah. brilliant, in my opinion. It's a, it's a must-have. My favorite thing that I've ever done. And, you know, one of the suggestions I always have for parents, especially if they've got, you know, many children and they're trying to juggle curriculum for Mm -hmm. many children, look for those things, which everyone can do together. So uh, the two most important things that I would point out are read aloud literature Mm -hmm. to the whole family uh, and then poetry memorization. You can Mm -hmm. do it at all ages. In fact, Mm -hmm. I have people who, you know, buy it for an 11 year old and discover that the six year old is memorizing the poems, you know, Mm -hmm. just faster or faster or more easily. And they're all enjoying it. Yeah. Um, we actually have a, a little thing going on uh, Facebook right now, um, poetry memorization. If you post a video of your kids, of one of your children reciting mm-hmm. a poem, then uh, you get entered into a drawing. We're giving away, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars gift certificate or something. Wow. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun for me to see yeah. all the little kids, you know, on Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, talking, you know, telling the poems. And some of them are talking to me going, hey, Mr. Pudua, this is my favorite poem from level two, you know, stuff like that. I love it. I love it. And okay, an added bonus, 
You have the most perfect diction. Roddy McDowell probably has you beat, but uh, one of my sons had sloppy mouth syndrome and they just really had a difficult time articulating. And they listened to that CD of your doing the poems and it just was, it just helped him immensely. So there's, there's all sorts of hidden gems in the, in the poetry program. Interesting information about Frederick Douglass. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. Yeah. His story is just so amazing to me. I've read yeah. a couple different biographies and a couple of his autobiography versions. But, you know, he had virtually no education. He was totally illiterate, mm -hmm. um, awful, like childhood, until he was 12 years old. And yet he became, I think we could argue, one of the greatest, if not the greatest orator mm -hmm. of his time forward. And yeah. the question, you know, you would ask is how did someone with no education, such mm -hmm. a horrible situation during the most formative years, become mm -hmm. such a great speaker. Yeah. And, uh, what he uh, said was he had this little book of excerpts from famous speeches, oh. or and he memorized like wow. almost all of them, and it furnished his mind not just with the mm -hmm. vocabulary, not just with the eloquent sentence patterns, not mm -hmm. just with the rhetorical devices but with seminal ideas of truth and justice. So mm -hmm. I think when we, and I was so inspired by that when I redid the poetry program about seven years ago, mm -hmm. I added level five with oh. excerpts from famous speeches. Oh. And uh, if you bought the previous one and you want to upgrade, you can get that level five uh, for mm -hmm. free. Just oh. call, our, call our office and- I'll be calling. <laughs> Give you a link to the, the MP3s and send you a PDF of the awesome. speeches. But I just, you know, I think sadly, uh, and to some degree, technology has reduced our valuing of memory. Mm -hmm. uh, well, why do you have to memorize something? You can just always Google it or ask Alexa or ask Siri. But mm -hmm. it's a distinctly human faculty, and we want to cultivate that as much as possible mm -hmm. so that we can, um, you know, appreciate and enjoy the, and you'd never meet a child who memorizes something and isn't delighted in, yeah. knowing, you know, right, and right. for someone. Yeah. Yeah. That is one thing. There is so much that I've learned from you as far as education goes. And that was a key thing of your kids can't write if they don't have anything in their head to write about. We need to we need to prompt them a little bit. We need to help them out. Um, I I, I want to switch gears really quick. I just would love for you to address this this whole thing of how'd you go from Suzuki violin instructor <laughs> to talking about writing as a you know and and you've kind of changed the homeschool world as far as writing goes. I mean, there's a lot of other really good writing curriculums out there now, but way back when there was textbooks and then IEW came on the scene. Yeah. Well, um, kind of a combination of things. Um, the, the first thing that happened was I was working for this little private school in Montana and they decided to send their, they decided to send the whole faculty to mm -hmm. Canada and take this course called the Blended Soundsight Program of Learning. And that's where I met Dr. Webster and that's mm -hmm. where I learned the structure and style for the first time. That was in 1990. Hmm. And uh, so I came back and I taught some kids just little classes on the side and it worked so well. Mm -hmm. uh, the school that I was working for kind of fell apart a little bit. It was very small, but I kept teaching it. And I went up the next summer and took the same course again, went up the next summer, took the same course again. 
what I noticed is that it was very much a like a Suzuki method for teaching English composition. You know, that had kind of a pathway that you would walk. Everybody starts at the beginning. You know, the system that you can understand and you could use. And uh, I saw so many similarities that I thought, you know, I'm I was trained by Suzuki himself. You know, I lived in Japan for three years, so I thought. In a way, this is almost more on mission for Dr. Suzuki, who didn't want to populate the world with millions of little violinists. He wanted to transform education. He wanted to show Mm -hmm. people that every child could learn if you use the right method and the right environment and the right teacher. Mm -hmm. And so uh, as I started teaching it and over the years, I started to see this really is more and more exactly what we're doing, talent education. The thing that motivated me to actually try and make a business out of it, however, was just, uh, it's really hard to make enough money as a violin teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you keep your wife at home and homeschool and keep uh-huh. your above the, the expenses. And so I just taught a seminar. I kind of got this idea. Maybe I could do a seminar. Maybe someone would pay. And uh-huh. so I did a little flyer, sent it out to a homeschool group in Seattle, and I got 20 people to pay $40 to listen to me talk for a day. Wow. That's a whole week you know, teaching <laughs> music. Maybe there's some potential here. So from 95 to 99, I just did it really part-time. I would you know, uh, teach violin four days a week, and then I would drive or fly somewhere and do a couple days mm-hmm. of writing seminar. And then, uh, and then, you know, we did the spelling program in, yeah. uh, in 98 and that was, uh, uh, remarkably successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so by 2000, I was actually making more money in this part-time business than mm-hmm. I was full-time plus uh-huh. it was time for us to leave where we were in Idaho, move to California, be closer to, uh, mm-hmm. our children's grandparents on both sides. And yeah. so that's when I went full-time was 2000 and. 20 years ago. It's hard to believe. Wow. It just goes to prove that nothing in your life is for nothing. It all adds up to where you're supposed to be and doing what you're supposed to do. And um, the the other thing I love that you've said so many times in all your seminars and stuff is that if your kids are asking for help, they probably really need your help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was like a transformative thing for me to hear. So thank you for that. Sure. Yeah, my pleasure. That talk, if anyone is interested it's called The Four Deadly Errors of Teaching Writing. It's uh, freely available on our website. I don't know the exact link, but you can find it very easily. And uh, I think it's very uh, an excellent supplement to the TWSS. Uh, the Four Deadly Errors, in case you're curious, are um, overcorrection and withholding help, which is the one you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and then unclear assignments, which is the most egregious form of withholding help. And then over expectation, we have to realize, you know, our kids are kids and they're going to go through a stage of being awkward. And that's kind of normal for growing Uh up. And and so that can happen, you know, with writing and you get real frustrated. So I think this talk, uh, Mm -hmm. just good common sense that helps people not uh, have anxiety about Mm -hmm. the the teaching of writing, which can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so many of us aren't really sure how to teach writing um, because we're not really sure how we were taught. I remember when I got to high school, we were supposed to write an essay and I was like, 
What's an essay? I really had I really had no idea what an essay was. I, yeah. I powered through. I guess I figured it out, but I still was not that clear afterwards even. So what would you like to just share with our, our listeners about what's going on in the world and how to get ready? And I don't know, just in general. I mean, you've been talking to homeschool parents for 25 years now. and <laughs> Well, the idea of homeschooling, one of the things that causes, you know, if not anxiety, at least a lot of concern is college preparedness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the college board has these buzzwords, you know, uh, college and career readiness. And somehow, right. <laughs> you know, the SAT is going to force everybody to teach kids better and that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have seven children. They're all grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had her first baby last Christmas. I think, you know, in retrospect, academics is not the most important thing about growing up. Mm. There's so many others, the intangibles, the Mm. relationship, the character issues, the, Mm. you know, if you do the right thing for the child, for their Mm. heart, their soul, Mm -hmm. academics will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my, you know, best advice as an old guy to, you know, younger parents who are just kind of starting is uh, just say, you know, don't stress over the academics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, whether you finish the algebra book by the end of the eighth grade year or not is completely irrelevant mm-hmm. in the big picture of who they become and yeah. what interests grab them and what they mm-hmm. choose to pursue in life. And uh, honestly, I mean, the college level is so low in most places. Almost any homeschool kid who you know, can read decently well, can write decently well, can calculate without a calculator, even a little bit, um, <laughs> yeah. going to do well in that environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be my hope is that mm-hmm. people come into homeschooling and make it all about what are the most important things in mm-hmm. terms of family, in terms of being human, in terms yeah. of, you know, the character that you want the child to carry into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, curriculum is important. Academics mm-hmm. is not something to completely ignore, but mm-hmm. it, I don't think it's the most important thing for us to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Thanks for saying that. Where are your kids now? Are they, are they close? Are you traveling all the world seeing them? I'm not doing much traveling at all at the moment. <laughs> I, yeah, there are none of us. <laughs> I, I have a daughter in Michigan. Uh, she just had her third boy and uh, the Michigan State Conference, I was scheduled to speak there and it was canceled. So I was disappointed wow. about that. I was also going to go visit a daughter I have in Pennsylvania. She's got six children, 10 and under. Wow. Uh, she's a pastor's <laughs> wife. So God bless wow. her. Yeah. Um, there, uh, I was going to visit her on that trip, but that got canceled. canceled. Too. <laughs> Fortunately, um, I have a daughter with three children. She lives about an hour away from us here in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son still lives here in Tulsa. And then my daughter, who just had a baby, uh, mm-hmm. she lives here in uh, Tulsa, just around the corner from us, actually. That's uh, then I have two kids in California. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one's going to be starting medical school in the fall. She's very excited about that. She's married to an attorney, mm-hmm. so kind of living the uh, the power lifestyle there in Southern California. So yeah, seven kids, fourteen grandchildren. Um, wow. It's just a blessed life, and uh, I'm so grateful to still have enough uh, youth and 
things worth saying that people still ask me to talk to them. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I feel like IEW and you as the leader of IEW, you guys are the real deal. I have so many stories about how you have blessed our family in a personal, really personal way when you didn't need to, just for grace's sake. When we had a car accident, we had a house fire and you went above and beyond. And um, I just think IEW rocks. So Mr. Pritua, thank you for all that you've done and shared and taught us just keep going and carrying on the conversation. Yeah. And anybody's welcome, of course, to call us, uh, to chat our customer service people during business hours, to send emails. I have a whole team of extremely knowledgeable and competent people who mm-hmm. have been answering questions very skillfully for a long time. So mm-hmm. that's one thing, you know, the video course is nice, but you know, we want to back that up with whatever support we can. I think every time you've come and done a writing camp, it's been packed. Thank you so much, Mr. Pudua. Have a great rest of this like rest. And I hope you're back to traveling soon. Sure. I hope to do. My wife is texting me. Tornado warning right over oh. our house. So Okay. Well, I'll let you go. <laughs> See, Be I'm, safe. <laughs> if we're on the other side of town, I don't know. Gosh. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Life Skills 101. You can visit Lisa at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. Life Skills 101 is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy.